my job, the brander's job, is to come at that problem with the science. It's got to be a solution based on your brand. So what is the brand? Is there a worldview? Is there a belief system there? Is there a set of values and, and beliefs that the consumer may actually honor yeah. and find value in? Hey folks, I'm Clayton Collins, your host for the Housing News Podcast and CEO at Housing Wire. Today we're continuing a special series that we recorded in person at Housing Wire Annual. If you missed Housing Wire Annual in 2023, or if you attended and loved it, now is your opportunity to register for the 2024 event, which we're hosting in Scottsdale, Arizona in April of 2024. The link is in the show notes and I can't wait to see you there. Today, our guest for Housing News is Mark Davison, co-founder of Thousand Watt. Mark has spent much of his career helping brands both inside and outside of real estate say something new and authentic. Mark entered the real estate industry in 1998 when he worked with Inman News on brand and marketing. That's where he met Brian Boero and the two kicked off an incredibly special creative relationship, which led to the launch of Thousand Watt in 2007. Since then, he's worked with hundreds of real estate companies to discover their true differentiation and brilliance and bring that into commercial messaging that helps them grow. I loved recording this conversation with Mark Davison, and I hope you enjoy the episode as much as I did. All right, we're coming to you live from Housing Wire Annual. I'm sitting here at the Housing Wire News Desk with Mark Davison. Co-founder of Thousand Watt. Mark, thanks for joining us at Housing Annual. Thanks for joining me on camera right now. Thank you. Great to be here. All right. So, Mark, we're going to have a conversation about branding. And you and I, as we're talking this morning, we're talking about branding as a business strategy. So, can you give us a glimpse into how mortgage and real estate companies and folks around the housing industry use branding as a business strategy and advantage? That's a good question because most don't. (laughs) Fair answer. I think most, I think based upon my current experience, view it as sort of a a creative thing that the marketing department can talk about and do. But don't, at the CEO level or the C-suite level, don't really, they refer to themselves as a brand uh, because their name is known or there's an an element of trust that's out there. Um, But there's no real brand there, not yet. I mean, it's kind of sitting there and, an ingredient level, they have the ingredients, but they haven't really baked it into the thing called a brand. But like once you do, it makes it makes everything you're trying to do a little bit easier. This is the real sales and positioning and market share. Oh. So in an industry where in mortgage, we're pretty much all selling the same 30-year fixed rate product. And in real estate, everyone's selling houses that are listed on the same MLS for the most part. Brand sounds like like a like a showstopper, you have to have brand to differentiate in a market where the product and service is relatively undifferentiated. So, like, how is this a market where companies don't prioritize brand at the highest level? Well, first, I want to reference a really important book that uh, really opened up this dialogue in general, okay. which is a book called Blue Ocean Strategy, and it, it referenced what you talked about: the red ocean of competition, where everybody is selling. Same thing at the same price. All kind of looks the same. The features are the same. Even the low-hanging fruit benefits are kind of the same. 
Um, so the, the book is really about how businesses can sail out of that red ocean of competition and create sort of a blue open sea of opportunity. Yep. And um, everything in that book points to what branding does, because branding opens you up to really two things. One is where the where your primary customers head and heart on you. Uh, sure, everybody needs a mortgage, and everybody wants to pay as little as possible. But you know, that's not that's not the area that branding wants to play. Huh. Branding wants to play in that space of like, well, why do they want the home so much? What is it about the home and living and family and life and equity building and freedom? And you start storytelling around that. You connect better with consumers, and then they're they're focused less on the product and focus more on the company issue. So, Mark, at Thousand Watt, you and your team have done some research around brand as it relates to what companies do, but also what consumers want. So when you think about the average homeowner, the average home buyer, the person, the U.S. consumer who wants to to live under a roof, what do they want in terms of brand from their real estate brokerage or their mortgage lender? Okay, I'm going to slow that down. Okay, slow it down. I editorialized too much. Bring it back. What is no, no, but it, no, because it's a wonderful question. But the consumer doesn't know what it wants from real estate brands because real estate brands haven't really offered them any like anything to even yeah. pick from. It's like a buffet table with nothing on it. So if you're a large national brand or a local brand and, and you sell real estate, what are you telling the consumer you have? You have agents. The other thing, you don't even really tell consumers that. Because if you go to your the website, what's the first thing you see them offer? Uh, Search for home. Yeah. yeah. So in your web on your website, in the most prominent, what we call the hero section of your website, is a home search utility. Everybody has that. Zillow has that too. Realtor.com has that. There's thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of websites that offer that utility. Hi, it's Tracy Velt, Senior Director of Data and Content for HousingWire. Today, I'm speaking with John Gibson, Senior Vice President of TPO Lending at Flagstar. How is Flagstar helping brokers be more efficient? I love this question because I think if you can, one of our sayings around here is less clicks to close, right? So when you're doing business with Flagstar and you're coming in submitting a loan, how can I make that process more efficient, right? So we're investing you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars into our technology on an annualized basis to continue to improve that overall process. I would tell you the other thing, because um, I think everybody falls on that, right? They, they look at their platform and technology. I would tell you one of the other things we do uh, really well at Flagstar is when you're a business partner of ours, you have access to every single person that touches your loan, right? So you have direct line of communication to the underwriter, the closer, anybody in our support uh, desk and our customer service or our customer engagement center. And as I mentioned earlier, you have direct access to your AEs who have 15, 16 years of tenure uh, with the bank. So I think a combination of all of that brings a, a depth of knowledge and experience uh, that our broker partners benefit from every time they do business with us. Thanks, John. For more information, go to flagstar.com backslash Y. That's flagstar.com backslash W-H-Y. But if we're talking about national brands or national franchises who have thousands or tens of thousands of agents, 
how how can they make a brand personal when like you can't put you can't have just a, a, a mirage of ten thousand agents on the homepage and say like pick Susie Joe or Tim. Like I mean, like it's home search seems like a logical starting point. It's it's, it's completely illogical. Yeah, because you're you're solving a problem no one has. So you're a national brand with all this equity. You have a name everybody knows, but you're offering them something they don't need from you. Like so, you're telling me the consumers don't go to a real estate broker's website to start their search process. They don't. They don't start on a portal. If they don't. <laughs> if they're starting on your site, something's not right. That's fair. Okay. So like, but that's a. The better question is, well, what can they do? That, in my world, is the problem, right? My job, the brander's job, is to come at that problem with a solution. Yep. And it can't be a solution that one size fits all. It's got to be a solution based on your brand. So what is the brand? Let's just say Acme Real Estate Company, national company with 80,000 agents. Why does it have 80,000 agents? What does it offer that's special that has drawn so many agents to want to be part of it? Is there a worldview? Is there a belief system there? Is there a set of values and, and beliefs that the consumer may actually honor yeah. and find value in? Like, there's there's the area where you start swimming around to try to find something. That's, that's a really interesting perspective. I've never thought about the, the story of why the consumer might care about a brokerage having a national network or have, like the benefits that there is, there can be a benefit to the consumer there, but that story is not told. Okay. So Mark, let's shift this over to mortgage. When I think about mortgage lenders, there are lenders who have built brand around selling rates. There's uh, lenders who have built brand around a, a mission or a vision. There's lenders who are selling a story of optionality. So there's, there's different stories being sold. How do you think about how lenders put, should position themselves to appeal to the consumer, but also appeal to the real estate agent who's a really important re referral source in this in this mix? So they're, they're not building brand around rates. They're building awareness around rates. Um, in the same way, their competitors are building awareness yeah. around rates. So they're not really building brand there. They're building something, but it's not brand. Uh, mission and values... That's something we all share. Do you, ever, do you ever like go somewhere new and meet somebody like you never met them before and like hit it off and find yourself like in deep conversation with them? For the time you're there, there's a connection that you make. Absolutely. I mean, here at Housing Wire Annual, I had a great conversation with one of our guests who I've never met last night. We talked for 30 minutes and I almost missed dinner because we, we got deep. So I, I believe the reason why that happened is because you connected on some level of shared values. Yes. There was a connection there beyond what you do and what they do. And I don't even know if we talked about like our professional responsibilities. It was more we, we bonded on a, a commonality on geography and neighborhoods and, values, and shared yeah. beliefs. Commonality, yeah. values. So that is um, to a brand list, is in that commonality of shared beliefs. Mission, purpose, promises you make that you'll fulfill guarantee your certainty, that's an area where you start building affinity towards you that's more than an intellectual affinity. Yep. Then you're creating an emotional connection. So I think, to your question, how do they do that with agents? Agents are just people. People are people. No matter yep. what they do, whether it's B2B or B2C, you create these lifelong connectivities based on that level of conversation and connectivity. Uh, and I think it's 
it's kind of a daring place to go. Uh, kind of deep end of a pool, you have to have trust to jump into. Because if you're willing, if you're willing to bet on connectivity, that means you're, you're picking a lane. You're choosing a path. This is a consumer. This is a connective point that we want to go after. That that might be an active choice not to focus on somebody else or, or a different segment of the market. So brand ultimately yeah. means that a business is picking a lane to appeal to a very specific clientele. That is so powerful. That's why it's a business strategy. Let's use some um, automobiles okay. as an example. I think we could all agree that no one needs anything other than a sound $20,000 chassis with wheels and an interior yeah. to get from their home to their office at the super. Uh, so once we realize that, we start to ask, well, why does somebody spend $100,000 on a, like a Range Rover? Yep. Or, or, and so no pun, but automobile companies are part of many categories that pick specific lanes. The lane, like, use Volvo in exa- as an example, they pick the safety lane. Yep. That's what they brand around, safety. Does that mean that people who aren't that interested in safety might not be interested in the Volvo? Likely, yes. But like the people who are interested in Volvo are all about Volvo. Which is a big market. That's the market you want. Apple figured this out a long time ago. Focus on 5% and the rest will eventually come. When the rest of the world becomes really envious around the thing your customers love you for, people want to be loved by their brands and they want to love brands. It's just wired into our psyche. Mark, I love this conversation. Brand is a business strategy. It's something that I think we should all pay more attention to. It's something we're paying more attention to at HousingWire. Mark, thanks for sharing your expertise. Thank Thank you. Thank you. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Housing News Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and a special thank you to our listeners that take the time to go to Apple Podcasts and provide a review on the show. I want to share some a quick glimpse into what some of our listeners have shared. James D44 let us know that this is a great series of hugely important information for any real estate professional. DC girl Kayla shared, this is a great housing podcast that provides a great variety of information and insights on all things housing. 10 out of 10 recommend. This type of feedback is so energizing and drives us forward to continue producing great interviews for you. Please take a minute to go to the Apple podcast app and let us know what you think. Have a great day.